You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. is testimony. A testimony is proof about something or somebody. It's a confirmation that something is genuine. However, there are testimonies that are not genuine. There are false testimonies. There are also inconsistent testimonies. Initially, it can sound good, but it's not consistent in reference to the truth. Thankfully, They are sure testimonies. A sure testimony says to those that hear it and receive it that it can be beneficial for you. Such as the testimonies we heard this morning from Sister Faith, Deacon Mullins, and Minister Shackleford. Such testimonies can be beneficial when it comes to your life. They can make you better. They can make your situation better. They can make whatever may take place in the near or distant future better for you. So your testimonies help you, but they also are a blessing to other folk. That's the reason John in the book of Revelations talked about how a testimony has the power to cause a person to overcome. Understand that. When you overcome, it says that something is trying to defeat you. But then a testimony will cause you to conquer whatever is trying to put you down. And that's some of us, because some of us, we have bound things, but then the Lord gave us a testimony. And the testimony was sure or beneficial. Testimony is something, when it's beneficial or sure, that's also reliable and effective. It can do exactly what needs to be done. And so contextually... David here in Psalm 19 and 7, the latter part, revealed what he knew. He knew that the testimony of the Lord was sure. Now, could we just say, well, David is the only one that knows that? No. Again, we heard testimonies this morning, but some of us in here, we know that The testimony of the Lord is 
sure. By show of hands, how many know that God has helped you time and time again? God has did for you what you couldn't do for yourself. Nor could anybody do for you. The testimony of the Lord is sure. It's reliable. It's effective. It's beneficial. Bottom line, as Christians, we say that that testimony was a blessing. That testimony helped me to realize that God can do anything save fail. Amen? So the testimony of the Lord, again, David said, is sure. It's sure. But we need to understand specifically from a biblical standpoint what it means when it comes to the testimony of the Lord. So let's go to the book of Psalm 132. Let's start there. Consider Psalm 132 and verse 12. Psalm 132 and 12. Y'all there? Notice, if your sons will keep my covenant and my testimony. Now, here the testimony of God refers to his principles, or basically his, his word, his written, and his revealed. Notice again, if your sons will keep my covenant and my testimony, which I shall teach them. So God teaches us through testimonies teaches us through his word. So if he going to teach us through a testimony on his word, that means we can learn from a testimony. What can we learn? We can learn from a testimony how to think, talk, and act from a testimony. I said from a testimony we can learn how to One more time, from a testimony, we can learn how to testimonies in Scripture and testimonies outside of Scripture. We learn from the woman with the issue of blood how to just trust God for our salvation. We learn from Daniel how not to allow our haters to get to us. Because if push come to shove, God will deliver us. But notice, again, when it comes to the Lord's testimonies, he uses his testimonies to teach us. Uses his word to teach us. Are you with me? Let's take it further. Let's go to the book of John, chapter 3. Now, this is what John the Baptist decreed. 
And Jesus talked about John the Baptist being greater than any prophet. But John 3, we'll start at verse 31. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. And what he has seen and heard, that he testifies, and no one receives his testimony. Now notice, he was talking in reference to Jesus and talking about how the Lord is from above, but then he says something in reference to the Lord's testimonies. Now notice the wording again in that 32nd verse. And what he has seen and heard, that he testifies, and no one receives his testimony. There are some testimonies that even Jesus releases that people don't receive. I'm going to heal you. But some people won't receive that. Why? They have to see something. Have to feel something. Instead of taking him at his word. And a testimony is simply... Uh, when it comes forth, a word, a principle that if you apply it to your life, it will make you better. But then John said they will not receive his, his testimony. And there are some things when it comes to Jesus, what he tells you, you have to be in the right state of mind in order to receive. If you're not in the right state of mind, you will not believe his report. You will not believe what he tells you. And something he, he tells you, it, it seems as if it's impossible. And literally, it can be impossible. But we have to remember what Jesus said. With men, things are impossible. But with God... Nothing is impossible. He said all things are possible. And the word possible in that particular verse means doable. He can do it. What can he do? He can do anything, save, fail. I said, what can he do? He can do anything, save, fail. So as children of God, we don't need to find ourselves in the place where John knew others were at the time. We never need to be to the point to where we don't receive the Lord's testimony. Never need to be to that point to where we, we, we don't trust him to do what he said he would do. Never need to be to the point to where we, we think what God is saying is, is so... Uh, unfamiliar so to the point to where it just does not line up with our logic to where we dismiss it no despite it not lining up with your thinking you still have to receive what does says 
God. I'm going to tell you something. There, was, there, there have been some things that God told me. Uh, and when he told me, in my mind was, how in the world he going to do this? And I'm in this place. I, I'm in the place I am right now. How in the world are you going to bless me like that? And I'm in the place that I'm in right now. How in the world are you going to turn this around? And I am in the place I'm in right now. But if it's his testimony that he going to do it, he going to do it. Why is that? What did the Hebrew writer say? It is impossible for God to lie. It can't be done. But then when it comes to our logic, our thinking, we also have to remember that Isaiah said in Isaiah 55 that his, his thoughts... Or not as our thoughts. Now understand that it's talking in one sense about the unregenerate man. That his thoughts is not like a person that's a sinner. But it's also talking about a person that may be godly, a Christian. But his or her thinking is off track. How many since being saved you're, you're thinking, you find yourself thinking the wrong thing. Even though God told you one thing, you were thinking something else. And see, when you find yourself in that place, it says about you that you're not believing the testimony of God the way you should. We can never be to that place to where we're not believing his testimony the way we should. Even when it doesn't look like it's going to work out, it's going to work out. How can you say that, Pastor? We got a book full of people that testify that no matter what the situation is it's going to work out and then we have scriptures like Romans 8 and 28 all things work together for the to those who love God and to those who are the call according to his purpose and so we can never get to the point again where we disregard the testimony of the Lord because, again, contextually, the testimony of the Lord is sure. But then he goes further here in Psalm 19 and 7, and he starts speaking about the creative power of God's testimonies. The creative power of God doing what he reveal he would do because you know how God is God will testify what he's going to do before it even before it even manifests he'll tell you what he's going to do for you he'll give you a testimony about you that that is hard for you to believe but then he'll turn around and cause it to unfold right before your eyes I'm going to heal you on the third day. In blessing, I'm going to bless you. In moving, I'm going to move for you. But your situation says otherwise, but when God puts forth his testimony, in time, his timing, it starts to unfold.
for. Why? Because his testimony has creative power. Better is here. Better is coming. How can he say that in everything that is taking place is, is going on? Then you don't have to ask how can he say it because he starts to unfold it before your very eyes. He unfolds things. And look at what he has done for so many of us. How he has just unfolded things time and time and time and time again. But then he says something that I want to deal with. He talks about who, what he's going to do in making or creating he talks about making wise the simple. Making wise who? The simple. I want to show you biblically who the simple is. Let's go to the book of uh, Proverbs. Chapter 7. Let's start there. Proverbs 7, verse 7. Proverbs 7 and 7. Let me, let me read verse 6 for clarity. He says, for at the wonder of my house, I looked through my lattice and saw among the simple. I perceived among the youths. But I mean, you know, we can put all the people as being simple. But notice how he defines the simple. A young man devoid are lacking understanding. I saw a young man that was lacking understanding. I looked and saw it. He, he didn't even have to hear what he had to say or the conversation that was going on or what was taking place. When he looked, he knew he ain't got no understanding. He's not in the place that he needs to be because he's simple. And as I stated uh, earlier, when it comes to being simple, it says about some of us in reference to our past that we were just ignorant. We just didn't know. Then some of us, when it comes to our path, we just didn't believe. We, we heard about certain things, but we just didn't believe it. Now, this is really one of, one of the saddest things that, that has ever happened in reference to our past. We, we, we would be to the point to where we would believe it could happen for somebody else, but not for us. And watch this. How many in here you've ever been there? 
but you were to the point to where you thought it could happen for somebody you knew, but not for you. And, and even some of us now, you hear about what God did for somebody, but then you, you don't consider if he did it for them, he'll do it for me. That's hard for you to receive that, it, that if it happened for him, it'll happen for me. Maybe not the same exact way, but if God did that for somebody and he's no respect of person and he changes, now, he ought to do it for me. But it's hard for some of us to receive that. And so, you holding on? We remain simple. Even though he, he is sending forth a word to change us, to make us wise, because we just can't receive what he's saying. We remain simple. I'm not, I'm not going to uh, John 6, but in John 6, Jesus put forth a word to his disciples. And when some of them heard it, they just couldn't receive it. They, they, they told Jesus, they said, you know what? This is a hard saying right here. We, we just can't receive that. And it's an amazing chapter because when Jesus said it and they told him they couldn't receive it, you know what they did? They walked away. They left. Jesus didn't even try to stop them. He just let them keep going. But, but this is what he did because though some walked away, some stayed. And so he asked the question to the ones that stayed. He, he said, uh, y'all going to leave too? Basically wanting to know from them, is this too hard for y'all too? You can't receive this either? And so Peter just simply said to him, he said, Lord, what are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. Lord, you have in you what's going to change my life for the battle. You have in you what's going to make me a better person. So where can I go? Where can I go? That was, his, that was his question. I mean, well, that was his answer to Jesus. And so we have to be to the point to where we understand point blank. That when it comes to God making us wise, even though we're simple, we can refuse it or accept it. I choose to accept it. E even though it's some things that a as a human, I don't fully understand. I just know if God said it, that he'll bring it to pass. Hold on now. How do you know that, Pastor? Because I know what he has done for me before. And based upon what he has done for me before, as well as his word, I know he's going to do it. One thing God will not do is, is tell you wrong. Once he sends forth his word, it will not return unto him void. What is it going to do? It's going to do everything he sent it to do. Even though it may be hard for us to receive it. So notice again before we go further. 
Here in Proverbs 7 and 7. And I saw among the, I saw among the simple, I perceived among the youth a young man devoid of what? He didn't have no understanding. And when you're simple, it's just certain things you just don't understand. And that's the reason God will make wise who? The simple. Let's take it further. Let's go to Proverbs 14. Now, this is a profound statement here in Proverbs 14 and 15. And I'm just going to read the first clause. The simple believes every word. Gullible. Notice again, the simple believes every word. Now, some of us would say, well, I don't believe everything folks say. But you believe, some of us, maybe in times past, we believe just about everything we heard. Some folks can talk to a known liar and believe what that liar says. Some folks can, can listen to a person that they know is a hypocrite but believe what that person says. Some of us can hear God's word and then hear something that's in contrast to God's word and believe what was in contrast to God's word rather than the promise of God. And, and when you're like that, it says about you that you're simple. That's not an insult, is it? No, that's just Bible. And some of us have been there. I said some of us have been there. Then some of us, we, we, uh, we only receive what certain folks say. We can have a good friend. Know our good friend is known for telling a lie. But because that's our friend, you holding on? Know your spouse can change a story. You know, they hear one thing from a person, but then start adding stuff to it. The simple believes every word. That's the reason if you're a simple person, one thing you have to learn how to do is not deal with everybody. You can't just stay on social media. Social media will mess you up. And, and some of us know about folk that can lie, but it sound right. You know what I'm talking about? And that's the reason I'm so glad that the Lord 
told us specifically, the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. Letting us know, look, you, you can't really trust everybody. So I'm going to give you somebody who you can trust. What's his name? I'm going to give you the spirit of truth that will guide you into all truth. And so that's what he does. Because there are some folk that just, again, believe every word. I've had folk that heard something that was just crazy. Now, hold on. Let me, let me get there. They heard something crazy about me, about the church. Then have the audacity to call me and ask me, is such and such, I heard such and such, such, I just want to know from you, uh, have you heard it? And, and before they can get through, boom. I hang up. Yeah. You have to be to the point to where you don't allow everything you hear to control you. Well, you know, they said such and such, such and such happened to pastor. Lord, mercy, let me call and see. Oh, God, I hope that didn't happen. But you ought to know those who labor among you. Certain things, you ain't got to call if you know folk. Certain things, you, you ought to automatically be able to say, no, that ain't, that ain't his character right there. No, there's something wrong with that right there. And so if you do call a person, you let them know, look, they got out some ludicrous stuff about you saying this, that, and the other. But don't call asking if it's true and you know it's stupid. Don't be, don't be a person to where that time you hear something, you want to put it on your Facebook page. Because when you do stuff like that, we're going to change your name to simple. Now, if you do it repetitively, we're going to change your name to stupid. <laughs> Woo! Look at this verse again. I got to move on. The simple believes what? Every word. Every word. Every word. Everywhere. And some of us, we quiet because you've been there. You've been there. You don't need to be like that. You know, my daughter's sitting there. You know how your daughter likes to tell lies. 
If she do. You know my uncle said, come on now, your uncle, the one you talk about. And you won't tell me what he said. The simple believes what? I'm, I don't expect you to be like me, hang up on folk. I don't expect you to do that. I expect you to be a little nicer than that. But I don't have that much time on my <laughs> I don't have that much time on my hand. Let me tell y'all something about my past. And li- listen to me closely. I used to let what folks say affect me. You know when I was when I did that? Simple. And some of us like that, somebody can say, I, them, them some ugly shoes you got on, that'll bother you the whole day. You know what that says about you? You can't be that simple. If they look good for you, that's enough. Wonder why she got on them shoes with that dress. Well, she, she done, she done, she a coordinator. She done laid all her stuff out. She done looked and she seen just a little bit of red. And so she got them red shoes to bring out that little bit of red. She a coordinator. She know how to do some stuff. So you may not like it, but she know what she do. And see, that's how you have to be. And when somebody tell you, I don't like what she got. Well, that's you. I like it. That's really not put it on. But the simple believes. Help me. You can't be simple. You can't be simple. You can't let, you can't let what folks say affect you the way it affects you sometimes. Folk going to talk. You going to talk. You have to learn not to, not to run your mouth. How many know that? You have to learn not to run your mouth. You have to train yourself to do according to Proverbs 18 and 21. What does it, Proverbs 18 and 21 say? Death and life and the power of the... You have, you have to learn yourself not to say stuff that's going to kill you or going to kill somebody else. Or not to listen to something that's going to kill you or somebody else. You have to train yourself. You can't be simple. See, because God, God is making us wise. Amen? Amen. And I know that I spent a, spent a good bit of time on this, but how many are determined you're not going to be simple? You just can't be that. I, got, I, I want God to make me to the point to where I'm wise. I want to be wise in everything. Don't ever want to be to the point to where I'm, I'm down who I am in God. I doubt what I do. I want to have in me that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. 
And when you have that in you and you do it, it says about you that you are wise. Uh, you have knowledge and understanding embedded in you. Amen? And so again, uh, David revealed in Psalm 19 and 7 that he will make wise the simple. And get this, when, when he makes wise the simple, what he's changing you into is a just person. The just shall live by faith or God's teaching, God's word. The just shall think, talk, and do according to God's precepts, his testimonies, his principles. And so let's consider Let's consider wise and let, let's just deal with wise for a minute. And let me close it. Let, let's, let's just deal with it for a minute. Y'all ready? Yeah. Go to uh, Proverbs 8. And consider verse 33. Ready? Proverbs 8, 33. Hear instruction and be what? Do not? Yeah. Don't dismiss it. Don't reject it. So bottom line, put it into action. Look at the verse again. Hear what? Instruction. When somebody, when somebody that's legit tells you you need to do one, two, three. Don't reject it. Put it in action. Don't say, well, I'm going to have to go pray about it. No, if they, if they are legit and you know what they're saying is of God, you ain't got to pray about that. If you got to pray, if, if you've been a member of Place of Refuge for years, but you got to pray before you do anything that, that I'm teaching and preaching, there's something wrong with you. You know what it is? You're simple. You, you, should, you should be to the point to where you know pastor going to rightly divide the word. Pastor going to give us, if pastor say something, we're going to be able to see his scripture. But if you've been here for years, you should be able to, you should, you should know that. Maybe even months. Weeks, maybe. I don't know where you are, but you should, you should know that. Hear instructions and what? Be what? Apply, right. apply it. Apply what? Apply it. Make it a part of your life. Let it be knowledge for you. Let it be understanding for you. Let it be a part of your life. Instruction. And, and I'm going to tell you something. You, you can never think that stuff that you're being told, uh, even though it may sound so plain, that it ain't going to work. Little stuff. Pastor, I'm going through such that. Well, 
Uh, let's drink you some water. See, y'all, y'all don't know the Bible the way you should. Jesus took mud. How many of you make mud pies? I know you're sophisticated now, but come on now. You didn't have no easy bake oven. Some of this, now, some of the young folk may not know nothing about what I'm talking about, but some of the older folk, you know how you used to be cooking outside and made that little mud pie. Had your little table and everything. So this yours right here. I'm going to tell you something that's going to really shock y'all. Some of us used to eat dirt. That's another subject. But anyway, he, he, made, he made mud. Put it on a man's eyes. And washed it so he could see. God can tell you something simple. And if you will do it, it'll change your life. I said it'll change your life. I'm, I'm, I'm having this right here, Pastor. Well, look, this is what you need to do right here. And just, you're going to be all right. I can't believe I done called Pastor and told him such and such. and Because, see, some of us like Naaman. The prophet of God told Naaman wanted to be healed of his leprosy. So the prophet of God told, told him, he said, look, uh, he came to see him, had, had all the, this stuff he was going to give him. And so the prophet told him, he, he said, just, just tell him to go out there and dip in, in the uh, Jordan sometimes and he's going to be all right. And so he was to the point where I can't believe, don't he know I'm a general? And he didn't even come out here to see me. And he would have missed his blessing had it not been for his servant. That just said to him, he said, hey, if he would have told you to do something hard, you wouldn't have had no problem with it. So if you want your healing, you need to do what he told you to do. And that's the only reason he got Heals healing because of an intercessor. An intercessor helped him get his healing. God will tell you something simple. And if you will do it, that, that's what's going to cause you to get your healing. Pastor told me drink water and don't drink no Cokes, no sodas. God, I love Coke, but he told you if you want your such and such to let them sodas go. He don't know how it is, me and soda. Yeah, he do. He drunk sodas for years, but ain't drunk one in 30 years. You hear me? You have to be to the point to where you hear instructions and do it. And when you do that, guess what you are? Wise. 
12th chapter of Proverbs. I gotta, I'm closing. Verse 15, Proverbs 12 and 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. I heard what Pastor said, but I got to do what I got to do. I got to be who I got to be. Guess what you are. Look at that verse. The way of a is what? In whose eyes? How many of you have said, I got to do what I got to do? How many of you have said, let's see your hand? Yeah, one time you, you were a fool. See, pastor, see, pastor, he, he got this, that, and the other, but I ain't got that. So I hear him, but. I got to do what I got to do. And you even, even, even you hear folks that you consider intelligent saying stuff like that. You got to do what you got to do. You don't say that. You don't say that. That shouldn't even be a part of your makeup. We are servants. We are not our We have been bought with a price. And we got to glorify God in our body, in our being, in our thoughts, in our words, and our deeds. We ain't got to do what we got to do. We got to do what the Lord would have us to what? Do. And so when you talk such talk, that's, that's foolish. That's being a fool. That's that not being wise. And man, we're we in a day and time to where the world is quick to have little sayings. But what bothers me is when the church get a hold to these sayings and start using them in their everyday life. Now, some things are, right, but some things are, are in contrast to God's will. I'm closing. I just want y'all to know that, though. The way of a fool is right in his own what? But he who heeds counsel is. Now, y'all need to listen to this very closely. Now, notice the verse is about somebody wanting to do what he or she feels he or she needs to what? Do. But then it says, he who heeds what? Is what? Now, counsel in the verse is personal advice. God don't want you doing what you feel you need to do. This all right here. But he do want you to get some counsel for your personal life. That's the reason I had to drop that verse on you. The way of a fool is right in his. But he who heeds is what? What's the bottom line? When it, when it comes to counsel from a biblical standpoint, you always get it from somebody legit. Somebody that's godly. 
But here he is specifically saying in the proverb, you need to get counsel when it comes to your personal life. Counsel equates advice for your personal life. In the multitude of counsel, there is safety. So I, I can't do what I want to do, but if pastor tell me to do this for my personal life, that's what I need to do. Yeah, but you have to understand. If I'm telling you something, it's going to be as pastor. Hold on. It's, it's going to be as pastor, which equates your gift. I'll give you pastors according to my heart that will feed you with what? Knowledge and understanding. I'm not talking about I'm being no Jim Jones. I ain't going to give you no Kool-Aid tell you to go and commit suicide. That ain't what I'm saying. I'm saying as your pastor, you, you don't need to say you got to do what you got to do. No, you need to heed what your pastor is telling you. Why? That's the gift God gave you in order for you to be wise. Knowledge and understanding equates wisdom. Pastor just all up in my business. He put on his britches just like I put on my britches. You never seen me put on my britches. I may put on mine, sit down, stretch like that, and then stretch. Ultimately, yeah, one leg at a time because I ain't jumping. But you can't say lame stuff. You just have, if you are a child of God, you just take heed to what? The word. This has to get in you. This has to get in you. I'm your gift. From who? God. It has been uh, given authority to feed you with. And then James 1 and 17 says every good and every perfect gift is from God. Right? I ain't trying to hurt nobody. I'm going to tell you the truth. Why? Truth makes you free. So notice how he, again, he makes wise who? And I'm going to stop right there. Let's get the Lord a hand of praise.